Welcome to the Plan Simple Podcast. I am your host, Mia Moran. Moms have the power to change the future, but not if we're stressed out and exhausted. Looking at food, lifestyle, spirituality, and work, the Plan Simple Podcast is for busy moms who want to create a healthier and happier future. Listen in for inspirational conversations and valuable strategies to plan for your best life. Hey, welcome to this episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. So I'm really excited to be coming live every day for 12 days to give you a gift. The idea is that we started on the solstice, which was yesterday, while we celebrated our 300th episode here, which is so exciting, and that we would give you a gift a day to bridge us all into the new year with some of the tools, some of the planning tools that are my favorite at this time of year, um, so that you're really set up by the time you get to January 1st, 2022. All right, so today we are going to hear from the amazing Vanessa Lindsay. Vanessa is a mediator and a relationship coach, and she's amazing. And what you're going to hear today is her talk from our event a couple weeks back. And the event was three days, and the first day was really about what you wanted out of your holiday season. And the second day was if you could create that for yourself, how you would use the downtime to really start thinking about what you want in 2022. And on day three, when Vanessa spoke, we brought it all together um, and really made a eight-week roadmap into January. And the reason that Vanessa spoke on that day was because one of the things that came up for many people, and I guess I kind of knew that that would happen, is that it's great to have all these goals and all these ideas, and we have to pull them off in relationship with other human beings. So Vanessa's talk was really to respond to that, and she gave some fabulous ideas, and I've gotten lots of emails from attendees about how much they loved what they learned from this talk. So I knew that it had to be part of our 12 Days of Gifts. And there's a little less planning on this one. It's more learning some tools. And some of the tools, again, I got a lot of emails about. And so what we've done for the gift of today is we've created some printables that you could hang on your refrigerator or put by your computer and remember the tools when you need to email, write a hard email to somebody or you're trying to be kind to somebody who maybe you're a little bit annoyed with or whatever your relationship situation happens to be. So I hope you enjoy this conversation. And again, this is gift number two of 12 gifts that will be coming out daily through the new year. So I hope you enjoy. Yeah. Like Mia said, I'm a mediator. Um, I'm actually a divorce mediator. So I spend a lot of time between couples who are parting ways. I spend a lot of time with human beings in conflict who are very good people who are behaving their very worst at a really, really tough time in life. Uh, I'm also a couples coach. So um, I spend time also with couples who are really hopeful and energized about staying together. And we create um, new contracts, new couplehood contracts um, so that people can just create the best futures together that they possibly can. And it's a lot about getting on the same page. So um, I've been, I was a communications major in college. I've been practicing mindfulness and mediation for years and years. And I'm really happy to talk to you guys about some um, survival tips for holiday relationships. Um, So 
before we get started, um, if anybody has, I think that my presentation is about 25 minutes on the dot. Um, but if we have time afterwards, um, if we don't need to, you know, like make up the time um, for over overruns later and somebody wants to hot seat, just think about that and DM Mia if that's interesting to you to hot seat with me and get some some real time coaching about uh, preferably between you and, uh, and your partner. Um, but we can really hot seat any relationship because most of the tools are the same. Um, so let's talk a little bit about what we're going to do over the next 25 minutes and over the next, I don't know, 25 days or so. So um, this season, we can create some great communication goals that will keep us strong and healthy in our relationships. Um, and the first is talking our talk. So oftentimes, you know, we've heard this saying, oh, I really want to walk my talk. So we really want to talk our talk too. And I I just heard in, in my little head before we started, God communicates in the pauses. And I felt like I needed to say that out loud and I needed to say it right here. So we are spiritual beings having a human experience. And so frequent, frequently um, we forget God in our relationships, um, especially when times become tough or when uh, we disagree with people or when we just know that we're right. <laughs> we forget about God and we think about ego because we're trying to do a lot of convincing um, and a lot of overpowering. So I'm inviting us all this season to spend some time talking our talk and just like I say here, staying in alignment with our high vibing divine cosmic nature. Um, okay, the second thing we're gonna do this season is we're gonna cut out distractions. So um, the nemesis to your productivity is the little voice in your head that is replaying dialogues over and over and over again. We replay dialogues that already happened. We replay, we, we play dialogues that haven't even happened yet. We create all kinds of problems and it really just keeps us off the track, off the straight track. Um, and it might not just be what's happening in our heads. It could also be um, the interpersonal dramas that enter our space while we're trying to be productive. So um, you're sitting there, you're doing lots of work and then your teenager comes in and starts asking you a bunch of questions and then the questions escalate to demands. And then all of a sudden you're in a rip roar with your you know, 15 year old um, at a time where you really need to be spending this time focusing. So some of these tools will help you quell those conversations before they um, get out of hand and um, we can stay nice and productive during the holiday season and anytime really. Um, and the third thing we're going to do this season is we're going to commit to healing. So if this is the time in your life when you're deciding, I really want to mend these relationships, I really want to make things feel good with my family, with my partner, with my children, with my boss, whoever that person is for you, um, it's got to be a conscious decision that you actually commit to. And, um, you know, the, 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 the process is going to look a whole lot like breaking unhealthy habits. So we all develop really bad communication habits. It's natural all day long. We talk all day long. <laughs> we give orders all day long. We take orders all day long. And um, we tend to practice a lot of shortcuts um, because we're trying to be efficient with our language or because we don't have patience. And so um, it, there are a million reasons um, why we get out of healthy communication habits. So this is our chance to get back in. And um, I, I use the words hold the line. So a lot of spiritual people have been using this word in the past couple of years is hold the line because we're really in this time of spiritual ascension. And it's such an important time to maintain your spiritual integri integrity during each and every one of your interactions and to practice terrific discernment. And so when we can hold the line in the present moment, 
when we're really being challenged by, um, by people who trigger us, um, we are further aligning with our highest and best self at source. We're staying on the best trajectory that will provide us with um, our biggest potentials. So, um, all right, so let's, let's get to the good work of um, figuring out who triggers us. So our amazing teachers throughout this weekend have been telling us to close our eyes and put our hands on our hearts or take some deep breaths and really like get into centering space. So this um, little session of closing your eyes isn't gonna quite feel that delicious that it actually might feel triggering. So um, just get grounded, prepare yourself. And I'm gonna invite you to close your eyes just for about 15 seconds. And you might need to take a deep breath, picture a classroom. If you can decorate it the way, however you want, put a blackboard in the background, desks in the room. So you're picturing a classroom and into the classroom walks the person who triggers you the most. The triggering could be frequency of being triggered or it could be the depth of being triggered, but just pick one person and they're gonna walk right to the head of the classroom, turn around and look at you from the chalkboard and you're gonna greet this person as your teacher. So this person is no longer your nemesis. They are no longer the person who drives you crazy. They're no longer the pain in the ass, <laughs> your challenger. All those words go out the window. They're just your teacher now. Okay, so we're gonna welcome this teacher. We're gonna pay attention, have patience. And we're gonna to start to listen to this person to understand them. Listen to understand. All right, trust yourself, trust your integrity in working with this human being. Trust that the future can be different than the past when you have the right tools to build it. Okay. All right, so deep breath and open those eyes. I almost want to apologize. I'm so sorry I'm doing this to you today. <laughs> this is supposed to be fun. What are we doing here? <laughs> okay, so we are gonna, this is the, per if this is the person that you're ready to work with for the holiday season, welcome them on in. I'm gonna suggest, and you can see it in the tip here. Um, if, I don't know if you can see the right side of my, of my um, slide, but it says, just focus on one teacher at a time. Okay, you don't have to have, 15 teachers this holiday season. Just one is going to be plenty. Okay. So here's how we're going to um, learn from our teacher. We're going to channel um, a little Fab Five Freddy right now <laughs> from our Yo MTV rap stays. And he's going to um, bring on the Fab Four comm skills, communication skills. And they might not make sense to you right away, but they will by the end of our session together. So we're going to be like Biff. We're going to check the signs, we're going to show up ready, and we're going to play mind games. So you'll see these things somewhat listed out in Mia's playbook. Um, the wording in the playbook might be a little bit different, but this is um, how I shortened it up to fit into the slides. Okay, so uh, first one is be like Biff. Let's, let's meet Biff. Um, Biff is going, we're going to meet him in the form of um, your holiday email chain. So your holiday season doesn't begin on the first day of Hanukkah. It doesn't begin on, on Christmas Eve. Your holiday season probably begins sometime before Thanksgiving. 
with an email chain. Maybe it does, maybe it doesn't, but um, this will probably apply to several people in, the, in our virtual room right now. So the email chain could look like all kinds of things. It could be lovely and supportive and pleasant. It could also look like um, a list of anxiety. <laughs> it could look like a gazillion things to do. It could look like old trauma coming up. It could look like your siblings who, you know, your oldest sibling who always needs to be in control, your youngest sibling who's irresponsible and never shows up on time for things. It's all gonna come out in that email chain, possibly. So I'm gonna read through these things and I understand that I don't think you can do a popcorn style of response, Mia, because people are on mute, but I'm gonna invite you to use the chat, which I can't see right now. So I might need support with that. Okay, there's the chat. Okay, so here, this might be what your email chain looks like. I'm gonna read it out loud. Mom's email. Honey, please make sure your family shows up on time this year. I spend days planning Christmas dinner and it's really important to me that we can eat it while it's hot. Don't forget to bring the red wine this time. Daughter's response. Really, mom? I told you. The baby threw up in her car seat 20 minutes into the ride and we had to go back home to change her. Then the dog got loose and Tony spent an hour hunting him down. Do you think I wanted to be late? I don't even drink wine. Why should I bring it? Okay, and then in steps Biff. So this is what Biff's email looks like. Okay, there he is. Hi, mom. We plan to leave at noon and should arrive at your house by 2 p.m. Since I'm not drinking wine anymore, I'll bring sparkling cider and a dessert. The kids are excited to see you and dad. So I'm gonna open up my chat and I'm gonna invite you all to be communication experts right now. Tell me in the chat what went wrong on the daughter's response. <laughs> What went sideways here? I'm guessing people are typing. There's a lot that went sideways. I can offer, she was reactive, totally reactive. She took it very personally. Yeah, starting with, really? <laughs> everything, <laughs> Kelly's son says everything is wrong with this. Yeah, she got really emotional. She was defensive rather than understanding. Yeah, she was totally triggered. She might have been triggered. She might have immediately turned into a teenager with her mom telling her what to do and her mom criticizing her. She might have gone exactly into that space. Um, yep, she had a lot of excuses for being late. There's just a lot of problems here. The other thing that this um, response does is it elicits further response from the mom. Okay, so the mom is going to become defensive. Um, you know, there's, there's stuff wrong with the mom's email too, but daughter can't control the mom's email. Mom's gonna say what she's gonna say. So we're putting ourselves in the daughter position right now, okay? Um, now let's look at Biff. Um, how, how did, why did Biff's email work? And throw that in the chat. Wait. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So Biff is setting, setting boundaries, setting attention, clear and succinct. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Took care of both of their needs, addressed the request, didn't get defensive and was clear about what he was doing. Didn't engage. Mm -hmm. Objective. Just about her. Biff was honest and assertive 
about what could be expected. It was nonviolent, I like that. Some NVC happening right here. Okay, didn't get hooked. I like that word. Yeah, kind and clear. Doesn't need mom's approval. Yep, Biff is gonna do Biff. So, um, and ended it on a positive note. So um, has anybody, again, I'm having, I can't really see the, the whole grid of people um, in here, but has anybody ever worked with a Biff response before? Is that something that's familiar to anybody? No? Okay. So a Biff response is, there it is. Um, it's designed to eliminate or limit conflict. So it was designed by a guy named Bill Eddy. He's a mediator, he is um, a psychologist, and he's an attorney, and he works with people in conflict all day, every day. So he came up with this as a way to sort of like stop the bleeding of, um, of negotiate, negotiating emails that are making people, people feel bad, especially the ones with um, loved ones, because they can get so personal and a little bit dirty feeling. So during our holiday correspondences, if it's not too late, <laughs> these are tools that we can use to stay above board. So being brief, informative, friendly, and firm. So this is going to work for your holiday emails. This is going to work for your emails with your boss and your coworkers and your clients who ask too much of you. It's going to work with your texts. This is something that I actually just taught to my 17-year-old daughter to use um, and a text chain with her best friend that um, she had an argument with. And it was really, really successful for her. So it's a great um, tool for you. And it's a great tool for you to teach. So why do we want to keep it brief? We want to keep our correspondences brief because they keep being brief keeps us out of trouble. <laughs> the more we say, the more likely it is that we're going to offend, the more information that our counterpart, our teacher has to respond to. So keep it brief. What's going to help us keep those responses brief is keeping them informative. So just the facts, ma'am, we're going to provide the facts. We're not going to get emotional. We're not going to get judgy. We're not going to go back in time. That's very important. You want to stay present and informative and future focused. Um, we're going to give as many hard facts as we can. And um, so I love this acronym WAIT. Usually um, when we use it as for why am I talking? Wait, why am I talking? We can use it here for wait, why am I typing? So when you, when you notice that your email is getting really long, scale it back a little bit, press the backspace and take out some sentences. We wanna keep this email friendly. So um, you can ask, does my email pass through these three gates? Is it true? Is it nice? And is it necessary? If it is not true, nice and necessary, if it does not pass through all three gates, then you need to press the backspace and start over again. Um, is your email firm? So what I love about creating this firm um, address is that it, it keeps you in alignment with that sovereign badass that you are. So you don't wanna be walked on, you don't wanna be asked too much of, you wanna provide what you're willing to provide and not any more, especially during the holiday season. So you can be loving with your delivery and you can also practice some sovereign badassery and it's all okay. Um, the beauty of your Biff response is that it changes the narrative. So you're no longer stuck in that, um, in that life is dialogue. Our narrative is made up of the things that we say to one another and that's how we create our lives, right? So you're changing the dialogue of your narrative so that you can have healthier relationships and you're also discouraging emotional feedback. You're discouraging people from responding. Okay, that's how we end it and move forward.
All right. So we have our BIF response. We are ready. We are like, think we're getting closer to the day where we're going to sit down at the holiday table or closer to the time where our partner is going to walk in the door and say, hi, honey, I'm home. And um, what is something else that we can do to prepare for this moment? Okay. How you doing? <laughs> hey, baby, what's your sign? So since we're all, again, these high vibing spiritual beings, um, we're going to tap into astrology for a moment and use it um, as our secret weapon. So the thing that astrology is going to teach us and it's going to, or it's going to remind us is not to take these interactions personally because um, our teacher was designed to be the way they are. They were designed perfectly by our creator. And there's nothing we can do to change that design. It is divine. And so we have to let that person have space to be themselves, even if it's difficult to, um, to be in relationship with them. So I'm going to give an example. Um, my sister is an Aries with Aquarius rising. She is a boss babe. She is all empowerment. I am a Scorpio with a cancer moon. I am all emotion, vulnerability. Um, I want a lot of soft places to land and my sister cannot provide that for me. So it becomes really hard to share space with her. And every time I open up, I just get swatted to the ground. And so it's just, and so what I need to decide or what I need to understand by looking at her, at her um, natal chart is that I can't go to her for the things I want to go to her for. I have to go to her for the things that she, she is capable of receiving. Does that make sense? So um, it, it keeps me from judging her. Um, it helps me to be much more patient with her. Um, it helps me to accept her as she is. It helps me to share a holiday table with her. It helps me to create boundaries um, healthy boundaries for both of us, not only boundaries around me that protect me, but boundaries that protect her from having to put up with my sensitive bullshit. <laughs> so, and I'm not, I like the way I am and that's fine. So if I'm at a holiday event um, and I want to have that like sensitive, vulnerable heart to heart moment, I'm not going to go to my sister for that. I'm probably going to go to my auntie Patty where she's sitting on a couch in the corner across the room. And we love to talk about all those kinds of like juicy things that um, make us feel so supported. And so, um, and so get to spend some time getting to know the needle chart. So here, here's the thing. So I'm going to, so this guy right here, this, Hey baby, what's your sign? Take a good look at him. Let's call him Kyle. If Kyle walks into a bar and comes up to you looking like this, it's like, how you doing? <laughs> You're probably going to be like, no, thanks, Kyle. You're going to set really strong boundaries. You are not going to accept him. And Kyle's going to, you know, hit the bricks. But Kyle may be sitting across from you at your holiday dinner. Kyle may be your cousin. Kyle may be your grandma. <laughs> so what do you do if you're stuck at the holiday dinner with Kyle? So you have a couple of choices. You can learn that maybe Kyle's a Leo. And this is just how Kyle rolls. He is all badassery and knows his stuff. And he's like, I'm awesome. Love me. Love me the way I am. Um, and you can look at that, accept it, find humor in it, find joy in it, be inspired by it, um, play with him. You could also decide that it's just too much for you. And um, you don't want to sit at the holiday, holiday table with Kyle anymore. Um, the important thing is, is that that's your choice. 
And if you, if you're going to use your intuition to discern that for yourself, um, you've got to do that on your own. Um, it's not about not including Kyle at the holiday table anymore. That's, that's up to the host. And if you're the host and that's a totally different issue, you're going to have to figure out how to work that in a way that serves you very well. Um, if you've read the article that I wrote for, um, the playbook, that would be in the baking, the baking a new pie category. So, um, but if you do decide that, um, you don't want to share the, the table with Kyle anymore, um, if you're ready to do that now, great. If you're not, don't be afraid to just wait. Um, spend a year with Kyle at the table, just observing and allowing some space and, um, and then make your decision and give yourself, give yourself time to make that decision because you don't want to jump into it too fast and then do anything that you regret. Um, okay. So Kyle, yes. So, um, using the, using the natal chart for acceptance, boundary creations and creating, um, new expectations for both you and the person that you're working with. Your teacher. Oh, warning. I added this in last night. Warning, warning. Super moon solar eclipse this weekend. Guess what it brought? Clumsy communication skills. <laughs> Just in time for the holidays. So knowing what's going on cosmically, that might help you slow down a little bit. Remember what I said earlier? God communicates in the pauses. So slow down, take your time, and um, just be aware that the universe may not be having your back right now, but we can try to get the universe back on our side. For example, by dancing to Freddie Mercury. <laughs> Mercury is the planet that controls communication. So bring some Freddie Mercury into your life and let him help you remember to be a kick-ass communicator. Okay, one of my favorite humans, Michelle Obama. So we, we got through the emailing. We checked all the sun signs. It's time to show up for this event. We want to show up and go high. Be like Michelle Obama. If I could be like her in every moment of the day, I would be such a better human. So how, how do we behave in these moments when we are showed up, showing up when we are face-to-face -face with our teacher? Okay. So I'm sure a ton of hands will go up when I say, who here has read the four agreements? This is um, like the Bible of communication for me. Um, it's a, it's a book written by Don Miguel Ruiz on Toltec wisdom. And it's really like, if you follow these basic four things, which they sound basic, but they're not basic. You're probably going to feel pretty darn good about your life. And I think that they're really awesome, um, uh, tidbits, tips, ways of being philosophies, um, for managing difficult conversations and, um, working with challenging relationships. So one, be impeccable with your words impeccable with your speech. Think before you talk. These are kind of the things that your mom probably taught you growing up. Think before you speak. Um, don't take anything personally. So we talked a lot about that with um, understanding people are made by their own design, by the creator's design. So, um, you know, if you're in your alignment, if you are, if you know that you are in alignment with your highest self at source and this other human being who is your teacher is in alignment with their highest self at source, or even if they're not, um, if they're just doing their best, which we'll come to in a minute, whatever they're going through has nothing to do with you. It's not your fault. It's not your problem. So don't take it personally. It's about them, not you. Um, so don't make assumptions 
Um, I love this line by Miller Willems. It's um, have compassion for everyone you meet for you never know what battles take place down deep where spirit meets the bone. And I love this because it is so true. <laughs> you don't know what's going on in somebody else's life. They might've gotten a tough diagnosis that morning. Um, their pet may have passed away. They may really have incredible social anxiety and say awkward things at the worst time. Every time they're in the holiday situation, they may be dealing with their own trauma, childhood trauma that they walk into a holiday situation. Um, so don't assume that their stuff, that their miscommunications, missteps are about you. They're likely very much about them. Um, and finally, always do your best. Your best looks different every single day. So your body, your, your physical body, your emotional body, um, they all reflect each other. So one day I might go for a jog and I can go six miles and I can come home and I can want to go back out for another six. Another day, I might not be able to haul my ass around the block. So um, just understand that every single day is going to be different and you're okay. You're always okay. Just do your best with what you have that day. Um, if these four agreements don't work for you, you may have other agreements that work really well for you. It might be the golden rule, do unto others. And that's the one that you want to focus on. It may be um, uh, practicing more patience. Uh, it may be practicing non-judgment. So again, what I suggest kind of like picking one teacher at a time, pick one agreement at a time. Um, if you try to work too many agreements in one dinner party, your mind will explode <laughs> and you're probably setting yourself up for failure. So be gentle with yourself. Just work one agreement, get through this time. Um, you can, you can do it. I have trust and faith in you. Okay. So last but not least, here's some mind games. And so your challenging person might actually be a high conflict teacher. HC, HC stands for high conflict. So if this human being is high conflict, they are stuck in their right brain all the time. They're stuck in the past. They're really um, in need control. They're replaying the same themes over and over again. They're so stuck here that it's practically impossible to have a reasonable um, disagreement <laughs> with them. So your secret weapon is going to be getting them from the right brain across the, the highway of the corpus callosum. The corpus callosum is like this network of fibers that connects your right brain to your left brain. So you want them to cross here and get into the left brain. The left brain is this place of creativity, it's solutions, it's future, it's collaboration. So how do we do that? And again, if, if you read the article that I shared, um, we, get, we get to that by asking open-ended questions. Um, we get to that by encouraging, encouraging um, folks to think in solutions. So you can say things like, what do, you, what do you propose we do from here? Or um, how would you like to handle this situation? Where do we go next? And the high conflict teacher that you're working with might not be able to get there. If they are stuck in the past, ABC just happened. ABC makes me very angry. I don't wanna forgive you for ABC. I feel like you don't even hear what I'm saying. I'm just gonna say ABC over and over again. You, as the high vibing human being that you are, who is committed to strong communication practice, can say, listen, teacher, I hear that A, B, and C is really important to you. And while I don't have to, I don't have to agree with you to understand you, but I do hear what you're saying and I understand it. A, B, C is really important to you and it's been really upsetting for you. I think it would be really great for both of us to get to X, Y, Z. So help, help. Help me help us get through this by sharing some ideas that you have 
about ways to get to X, Y, Z together. Okay. So people want to be confirmed that they're understood, that they're heard. And only at that point, will they be ready to make this long trip across the corpus callosum into the left brain to start coming up with solutions. So one of my favorite um, teachers is a, is a Tantra expert guru named Osho. And he says, in a relationship at any given time, there's one person who's saner than the other. And so in your relationship, you probably toggle back and forth between being the same person and being the insane person to different degrees. It's all on a spectrum. Um, but so if, you, if you're with a high conflict teacher, you have got to be aware that you are the same person and you need to bring all of your sanity into this. You need to let God communicate through your pauses. Okay. So being your best self, committing to the practice um, and using these four, you know, pretty easy strategies, although they're easy to talk about they're but they're harder to do because oftentimes we forget. <laughs> so um, Mia, I don't know if we have time to talk. I don't know how far in we are. Did I go over? No, you're right at time. And actually we have a little buffer time today. Um, are, are you able to be here at um, the 3.30 time or no for, the, for coaching? I'm here. Okay, so I would say that we do have someone who volunteered to be coached. So let's do it during that time. That would be fantastic. Um, just so that we stay on, on schedule. And I think I yeah. sent out an email to people that right now is gonna be when we... Um, do but we do have one question that i want you to answer um so jen's Weibel, this is this is going to be mia coaching so jen's Weibel um asked is there a space somewhere else to address the deeper issues that might be underlying the conflict that showed up in the email exchange so i think we're back at biff and i want vanessa to answer this but also i'm just going to reflect back like what you just taught like that's 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 that work so anyway you, yeah you, so that's one of the, <laughs> when i was when i was practicing over and over again that's one of the things is i said you know Maybe your email chain isn't the best place to work out this problem, but once the holidays are over, you can always create space to go over that um, email as an example as a time where you felt unheard or um, or disrespected. Um, so yeah, just just be mindful about the timing because the timing really matters for all of these things. And you also want to know that your teacher is also in a good space to receive as well. If you're, again, your, your teacher might've just gotten a tough diagnosis or just gotten fired from work, or you don't know what's going on in their lives either. So you can always ask, what's a good time where we can talk about this and, and put it in their court. So giving, also giving them some control and decision-making over the timing and the situation in which this conversation happens could be helpful as well. All right. I hope that you loved those strategies. I hope you utilize some of those strategies. There's a lot in there, a lot in what Vanessa shared. So what I would recommend is choosing one and really leaning into it, especially over the course of the next week. And then you can build in the next one as we head into 2022. We did create some printables so that you can really remember some of these strategies. You can remember the four agreements. You can remember Biff as you're about to send an email. You could even stick it to your wall right by your computer. So go check those out. If you're on our email list, you should get it in your actual inbox. They should just be coming straight to you. If you're not, you can head over to plansimple.com and you should see a way to sign up for the 12 days of gifts that are taking you from, again, the winter solstice into the new year with some tools that will hopefully really serve you in 
creating space to make a plan, to dream, to follow through all the things. It's really exciting. I'm so excited that, that the idea dropped in to do this. All right. So tomorrow we'll be back again. I think we're going to get into some um, really, well, should I say fun work? It's one of the most impactful things that I do every year. And it comes with some really cool worksheets um, to do the work with. So tune back in tomorrow and we will give you a process for really feeling good as you head into the end of the year so that when you do start making plans for next year, even if you've already started making plans, this will sort of reset you to be making more concrete goals just from a really grounded spot. It's a really great exercise that probably you're going to do for a couple days in that time in between Christmas and the new year, or maybe even into January. So come back and check that out tomorrow. Again, we are on, this is day two of 12 days of gifts because we are celebrating 300 episodes here on the Plan Simple podcast and my favorite time of year, which is this time between the solstice and into January. All right. I will talk to you soon.